It's good to see you all this morning, this beautiful morning that the Lord has made. And I want to welcome each and every one of us here, especially those that are visiting us for the first time. You are welcome. May God bless you as you worship with us. I also want to use this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for your prayers during my wife's captivity. <laughs> your prayer means a lot to me and the family. And also I want to thank, thank um, all of you for the gifts, even the secret ones, which the Lord will reward you in secret as well, because he sees in secret. I also want to thank our dear sister, Anne, for the lovely and sumptuous meal that she brought to us on Friday. Against all odds, her tight shadows, against the traffic and everything, she delivered, not only, even in time, <laughs> when it was needed. May God bless you. That is completely Christ's quality. May God bless each and every one of you. And I thank God for Johnny Macy as well. And I want to use this opportunity to commit every one of us that will be traveling this season, that the Lord will lead you, he will guide you in every step, in everything you do. This is a very, very special season for each and every one of us, and even beyond. May God bless you. <clears throat> Back to business. This morning, I'm just going to, just a very short message. And the theme is the man, Jesus Christ. And I would like to take the text from John chapter 1. And we'll read from 1 to 34. Father, Lord, I thank you. And I thank you for the privilege to stand here this morning and to share your words with your beloved. Father, you say where two or more gathered in your name that you are there in their midst. We believe you are here and we pray that your spirit will overshadow us and guide us. Give us understanding that we may comprehend the wondrous things out of your word. Speak to us, O Lord, that we may understand you. Open our spiritual eyes and ears. Blessed be your name. Even as you speak to, to your people through this vessel, unworthy, blessed be your name as well. In Jesus' name, amen. So quickly, if you can, go to John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse 1, 
It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness to the light, that all through him might, be, might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we believe his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of, of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his, of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he had declared him. Now, this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? That we may give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am. I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make straight way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, Now, those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophets? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stand one among you whom you do not know. It is he who, coming after me, is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. These things were done in, in Bertabra, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, 
the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore I, baptized, therefore I came baptizing with, with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with the water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Praise the Lord. This is quite a, long, a lengthy <clears throat> passage, but I just want to, to say that Christmas is upon us and there is no better time to talk or reflect about the work and who Jesus Christ is than now. First of all, he's the greatest personality that has graced the earth. Nobody to compare with him. And Christmas, being an annual Christian festival, commemorating the birth of Jesus, is considered the most wonderful period of the year. And in reality, it is the most challenging time of the year and is celebrated by everyone according to their belief and level of understanding of who Jesus is and also about his divinity. So who is the man, Jesus Christ? Now, theologically, the Gospel of John is a persuasive argument for the deity of Jesus Christ. It concentrates on presenting Jesus as the Word, that is, God who became a man. Thus, John meticulously recorded the statements and described the miracles recorded of Jesus that can only be attributed to God himself. What does that mean? What the miracles that Jesus wrought can only be can only be done by God Himself. This is something that is not natural. Things that are impossible. But Christ, you know, kind of made it to pass, and. It can only be God that it, such power can come from. So Jesus called himself, anyway, the bread of life. In John chapter 6, verse 35, he also called himself the light of the world, the door for the sheep, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life the way, the truth, the life, and the true vine. Each of these statements begins with the word, I am. 
recalling God's revelation of his name, I am to Moses, as you can see in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. Jesus did not say that he is the bread which gives life. Sorry, he did not say that he gives bread. But he said that he is the bread which gives life. He did not say he would teach the way, the truths, and the life. Instead, he said he is the way because he is the truth and the life. These are Jesus' clear claims to deity. He was not a mere man. Then there are signs of Jesus' deity. Miracles in the Gospel of John are called signs because they point to the man Jesus. It points to the, uh, uh, Jesus' divinity, the nature. John recorded seven such signs. One, changing water into wine. That's chapter 2, 1 to 11. Healing a man's son, chapter 4, verse 46 to 54. Healing a lame man, 5, 119. Multiplying bread and fish. Walking on the water. Healing a blind man and raising Lazarus. These miracles show that Jesus is God. He possessed power over nature. Other indications of Jesus' deity includes the testimonies of John, John the Baptist, in chapter 1, 32-34, as we read. Also Nathaniel, chapter 1, verse 49. The blind man, chapter 9, 35-38. Martha and Thomas. Not to mention Jesus' own words in chapter 5, 19 to 26. Jesus was also fully man. His body grew weary. His soul was troubled. And he groaned in his spirit. At the same time, this God-man was Israel's Messiah. Andrew told his brother, we have found the Messiah, chapter 1, verse 41. Nathaniel concluded, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Even the Samaritan women testified to Jesus. He, had, he testified to his deity. Jesus the Messiah was and is the savior of the world. John urges us to trust in Jesus' fraternal life. Our trust is built on our belief that one, the Father is in Christ, and Christ is in the Father. Christ came from God, and God sent him. And three, he is the Son of God. John revealed the, the Bible's most important message. Believe and follow Jesus because 
He is the way to eternal life. Now, as we look at it, the Christ in the scripture, John focused on the claim that he was God by including Jesus, by Jesus Christ's seven I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. John doesn't take any chances that we might miss what these I am statements suggest. He recorded certain occasions when Jesus equates himself with the Old Testament I am, Yahweh. And you can't be more, more specific that, than, than, than this. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham, I am. By the way, not little Abraham. So before Abraham, Jesus was. Now, to you and to me, who is the man, Jesus? Who do you say Jesus is? Now, before we begin to answer this, please go with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16. I'll read from verse 13 to 20. He says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? That I, the Son of Man, am. So they said, Listen, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of heads shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the key of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on, the, on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus, the Christ. In this passage, Peter declares that 
Jesus is the Messiah. What about you? Would you declare that Jesus is the Messiah? Would you stand and say to the world that has no regard to the things of the Lord, would you stand your ground and proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah? This is all we are called for. Believers, Christians, those that put their trust in Christ, this is all that we are called to do, to declare the Christ to the world, to declare Christ to every corner of the world. This is what we are called to do. The question is, are we living up to that? Are we doing that? Are we afraid to proclaim Jesus? Peter proclaimed. And if you read further from verse 21 down, you see that he says, from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. When you proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah, he reveals himself to you. He reveals more of his programs to you. He show you the ways and prepare you for what is coming. Because Peter proclaimed that he is the Messiah, he revealed himself more to them. He told them what will happen, even though nature, flesh, did not accept it, because Peter was kind of rejecting, denying, self-denying that this is not going to happen, trying to tell Jesus that it's not going to happen. But that is what's speaking from the nature, from self. So when, you, when we proclaim that Jesus is the Lord, when we proclaim that he's the Messiah, he reveals more of himself to us and direct our paths. Now, before, before I conclude, another question is, who do men say that you are? You, the followers of Christ, you, the believers, you, the Christians, whom do men say that you are? One, judged from your lifestyles and habits. Whom do men say you are? Whom do men say you are? Judging from your conduct and attitude toward others, your relationship with others, how you treat people, does it show Christ in you? If your attitude, if your life, if your lifestyle does not portray Christ, you need to do a U-turn.
you need to take a stock. You need to re-examine your state and your relationship with Christ. Because your lifestyle, your attitude, everything about you has to conform. Sometimes we find it difficult to define ourselves, telling people, I'm a Christian, I believe. Yeah, they believe. Yeah, that's okay. But are you doing the talk? Are we living up to the expectation? How is your fruits? The fruit of the Spirit. Does your life manifest this? Does it show? Because the Bible says that by their fruits we shall know them. Would you be able to look at those very close to you and look at them in the eyes and have the courage to say, whom do you say that I am? This is one of the greatest questions that one can ever ask. And be courageous to listen to people criticize you. Because when you ask, they are going to tell you who you are. Would you be courageous enough to listen who people say you are? Yeah, sometimes we say, you don't need to tell me who I am. I have to tell you who I am. But at the end of the day, it's people that will tell you who you are, not you. Because everything seems okay in your own eyes, in your self-examination. When you examine yourself, you cannot condemn yourself, no matter how truthful you might be. But people, they see you. Those that see how you walk, what you do, they will tell you, you are this, you are that. There is nothing wrong with that, if you can learn from that. There is nothing absolutely wrong with people telling you who you are, if you can learn from that. And that is a step for repentance. So, whom do people say that I am? Would you be able to accept the answer? And may God bless us as we ponder on these questions. Father, Lord, I thank you this morning for how you've led us. Thank you for the short words that have gone forth to Lord. I pray that it will bless the heart of your people. I pray that you, Father, will begin to do a mighty work in our, in our lives, changing our lives, our mindset, the way, we see, the way we see things, the way we do things. We pray that our lives, individually and collectively, as the body of Christ, will continually to bring honor unto thee. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.